Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is June 29th. Fightful.com. We are here to talk Monday Night Raw. If you're watching live at YouTube.com slash Fightful, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, and donate a super chat. It gets your question or statement read on the air. We'll tell you how you can get several questions asked every single week uh, for a very low price. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. We've got Denise Salcedo joining us, who also joined us last Wednesday on The List and Your Girl, number two. Jimmy was at the cottage because he's a fancy pants, and I called upon Denise, and she was there. I came to the rescue. I had a blast doing it, so it was actually it actually worked out for me. Yeah, we, we had uh, – I was like, well, I, I would like it to be either Denise or Throwback, who uh, does his shows on Tuesdays, and fortunately, uh, you were able to – to come to my aid, and I appreciate it. Check that out, guys. It is a really good show uh, that that we put out on uh, put put out last Wednesday. And I think Jimmy's back this Wednesday, so make sure you check that out. But hey, we got shows every day. Tuesday is the distraction movie reviews with Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert. Wednesday, listen, your boy, and the Wednesday Night War. Uh, Warren Hayes, Louis Dangor, Alex Palowski on the, that Wednesday show. Thursdays is the distraction news show with Jeremy and Joe. Friday, we've got the SmackDown review. Saturday, we've got TEW gameplay with uh, Jeremy and Joe as well. So plenty of stuff to keep you guys uh, <laughs> to keep you guys busy. Somebody says, Sean, my guy, pan over and show us that fireplace. No. No. What's my, wrong with the fireplace? Well, one, it doesn't work. It's been blocked off for 20 years, if not that. But uh, Throwback27, check out his show on, on Tuesday. He says... Nice new setup, bud. Yeah, I mean, I could I could show you all a little bit more of it. Let me see what I can do here. You know, what, SRS, I have a I have a bone to pick with you now. I just realized you copied my blue walls. I had these first. I thought yours were green. They're blue. I'll be damned. Well, right yes. now the only decorations I have up is the little state of Kentucky and a maple leaf bottle of syrup that I bought uh, in Canada. But in time, I will give you all uh, give you all a look at it. This is a family house, and this was my room when I was a teenager. I wanted it in a nicer, brighter setup, and it was really, really depressing in my old office. It was dark all day, so I spent the last four days moving stuff in, putting together desks. My wife and I were painting and stripping wallpaper off. And let me tell you, 150-year-old walls, wallpaper does not come off easily there, so... We'll talk more about that in due time. Anakin JMT says, Sean, how's the desk? Uh, it was a pain in the ass. So I go and I buy this desk. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to spend $1,000 on a desk because we're moving next year. I'll buy one for a few hundred bucks, put it together. Uh, I think my mom's going to take over the care of this house when we move. I was like, it'll be a gift to her. We spend the hours putting it together and the two drawers won't shut I am so pissy. <laughs> Even the guy that sold it to us, Denise, was like, block out an evening to put together this desk. 
you need to post a picture of it or something because it sounds really complicated. And I don't recall oh, my desk taking that long. Mine was just oh. like attach the legs and that's it. Oh, this one, this one's got this one's a trestle desk from Souter, and it is, it was quite a bit, quite a bit. Reminder, guys, get your super chats in. We'll read them live on the air as as the segments happen. So if you're saying. Hey, did you miss my super chat? No, we answer them uh, as as the show goes on. But uh, we've already got a few right here. Tim Traver says, well, my truck went out last week. My truck transmission. Glad I got a car. It needs a few things fixed, and she'll be running again. I saw Tim working on his vehicle. Are you much of a car repair woman, Denise? No, I have a fiancé for that, thank God. Point. Because I'm all about equal rights and women can do everything and all of that. But the one thing I refuse to do is worry about my car. I hate it. So anytime something's wrong, I'm like, you go do that. I don't want to even look at it. My batteries died 13 times during this pandemic because I haven't been driving the car as much. It's so wild. Yeah, there's uh, not a lot I do out here, but fortunately – Mechanics are everywhere in Kentucky, so. Colt Badeau says, this week's NXT is going to slap my thigh. Wow, that card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they really loaded up these two NXT shows, obviously to go head-to-head with Fighter Fest. I don't blame them, though. Of course not. you got to do it. You're not just going to take the competition lying down. And if anything, there you go. The fans have more options uh, to choose from. Or even so, like let's say you choose to watch one show one week and you're like, oh, the other show doesn't sound that interesting this week. Or I already saw the spoilers on Twitter. I'm not even going to check it out. No, if they're, po- they're both posting up great stuff, then you're going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I watched this show first, but let me go ahead and check out this show again. Yeah, uh, so we kicked off this show and... It was with the double contract signing. And I was very, very interested to see how they would play this. Throwback27, check out his show on Tuesdays, youtube.com slash throwback27. He says, the opening were insane. Asuka and Sasha are going to be fun to watch, but EO and Sasha, even better. With Charlotte and Becky away, do you think WWE is relying too much on Banks and Bailey? Ruby and Liv need more time to do stuff. I, I agree with Ruby and Liv needing more time, Denise. But I also I'm I'm all for right now WWE leaning heavily on Sasha Banks and Bailey because it's not the single act of Charlotte bouncing across brands where it doesn't make sense. It's Sasha and Bailey, the tag champs, with that golden ticket that they have, the tag team titles. And considering they're high level performers, I'm okay with this. How do you feel? Well, here's the thing though, is that I think Charlotte bring something different that Sasha and Bailey bring. And that's not to take away from any of the women because they both bring, they each bring something different to the table and something that is needed. And with Sasha and Bailey right now, it's like they have been killing it, man. With every single thing that they do, they are those people that when they're on TV, you're, you're like, I have to pay attention because I know that they're going to do something awesome right now that I don't want to miss out on. So, and then in terms of Liv, I, You know, we've talked about her every single week. The pieces of the puzzle just aren't fitting in with her yet. Ruby Riot, I know we'll talk more about, so I'll just go ahead and save my thoughts for Ruby Riot later on when we come up with it on the podcast. So the contract signing starts out with Samoa Joe out there, and I would actually love to see Samoa Joe as a GM because it's like who's going to try to undermine the power of a GM that they're afraid is going to kick the living shit out of them? That's that's the thing. He he would strike fear into everybody but can also cut a promo that works really really well how do you think that or what did you think about seeing Samoa Joe who hasn't been in the ring in a while conducting a a contract signing so I think that he was like the perfect person to do it because uh his reactions to everything were pretty they were pretty spot on where it was he was like he had the presence of an enforcer so you respected that and then you also he also had the presence of hey like this this like he made it seem like a bigger deal than maybe some people might have felt about it I thought he was there to make it look a lot better in terms of seeing him as a GM I don't think I would want that just because of the sole fact that he is killing it on commentary and the thing that I noticed today about Samoa Joe on commentary is that there are times where he is so fired up with what he's talking about and so into what he's saying that sometimes he messes up his words but he like 
fixes it in such yeah. a natural, funny way. And I don't know why, but I really like that. Like, I like the fact that he isn't, uh, like, exactly pristine on all of his words. He he just does it naturally. Like, if it was just somebody having a natural conversation, telling the people what they're watching uh, on TV. So, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Asuka immediately hit the ring. And they're brawling. <laughs> and Joe is still trying to get his get his words out here, which I love. But then, uh, and I, I like the, the initial brawl. I thought that was really good. But Ziggler and Drew sit down. Ziggler says he's responsible for McIntyre's success after he pissed it all away. Drew isn't phased, says he's going to beat Ziggler, and even lets him pick the stipulation. I like this. I mean, I don't think Ziggler stands a chance in hell of beating Drew, but this adds a little intrigue to it at least. Your, your thoughts on them throwing this wrinkle in? I think that it needed it because I said this last week, I could care less about Drew McIntyre versus Dobb Ziggler. And I was, I remember saying last week that I wasn't all too hot on how the match was even announced in the first place. And so I think having this extra bonus, like you just said, it sort of adds a little bit to it. And I think to this, after this week, I care more about the match than I did last week. However, I will say that Sasha and Asuka, man, they just brought it so much that they felt like they were the star uh, focus here. Stay up and keep it up says Sean's loving the should have been me gimmick. Oh, I can't stand it. It drives me nuts. Uh, I mean and I mean that stuff drives me nuts in real life but especially here because we've seen it over and over again. This isn't like the Christian one more match thing where it was kind of cute because it was funny type of thing. This just wasn't great. Asuka flips out, signs the contract, things break down. The heels getting sent packing. Commentary was hilariously bad here. As Anakim JMT says, actual words said on commentary in the opening. Byron, what step will Ziggler choose? That's a real humdinger. Ziggler has a real advantage because he can choose the stipulation. Why is Byron so bad? I would imagine he's fed some of this stuff, but if he's not fed that stuff, that's bad. It's video game dialogue. Some things are better left unsaid, Denise. Right. And here's the thing, though, is that, I mean, I'm sure Samoa Joe is also getting fed stuff, but isn't coming across that way. So when you have somebody in the exact same spot, but is excelling a whole lot further, it kind of really uh, puts to question exactly. Uh, you can't really just say like, oh, it's just because of this. Like, no, there's got to be more than one reason as to why. Matthew Garrett says, when is Joe back in the ring? I don't know. Uh, any information that we have on that is up on our injury report, uh, we're, so I'm not, not that sure in that regard. We have several super chats. Rob Wilkins says, any truth to WWE being mad at Renee for releasing her COVID info? Are they mad at others? It doesn't make sense. And who is the better IC champ, Perfect or Hart? I would say Mr. Perfect, but I don't know if they're mad at people. They don't want people to release the info, but... To me, Denise, that should be up to the individual person whether or not they want to release that info. Yes and no. So yes, because I think if someone has it, then they are more than welcome to go ahead and share their personal information. Hey, that's their personal sure. information. No, in the sense of I see it from a business perspective where I see it as, okay, I get what they're doing, but they don't want, you know, there's all these rumors of how many people actually contracted COVID and, you know, they don't want, I guess, that ugly number to come out. And right now, all we have is rumors. So all we have is our imagination of how bad things can be. So having more and more people come out, it's just going to look bad in terms of the company. So I see why they would not want it, but sure. I also see it as why. Because if I knew if it was someone like me, I feel like I would definitely go out and just be like, hey, guys, I got COVID. Like, I'd so, be more on the Renee side. So that's – we can say this now because she outed herself. Kayla Braxton was the person that had COVID in March or April. And I knew the name, but – you know, that's her business. I'm not putting it out there unless she puts it out there. She put it out there that she got it twice. Denise, I remember you interviewed her while she had COVID, but nobody knew it. I didn't know. Nope. I didn't know. I, I even, had no idea. I even messaged you like, did WWE set up that interview or did you? And she was, yeah. You know, <laughs> and you terrified me. I was like, oh my God, am I in trouble? What did I do? I was freaking out. 
whatever, right? But I had the interview with her, and we actually talked about it in the interview. Mm -hmm. But it was just kind of like that question that I ask all my guests. It was kind of, you know, it was the COVID situation was very new at the moment. So all of my interviews started off with, dude, how are you dealing with the coronavirus? What are you doing at home? A very basic and generic question that everybody was asked. So I had no idea when that happened. Yeah, and I'll have more on this on Select this week, but she was commended by her peers for how she handled it because she told WWE, let them know I have it. Let them know how I think I got it. Let's keep them as safe as possible. Like, Kayla Braxton, I mean, I'm not going to say that she didn't have the respect of a lot of people. It's not that. It's just I know that there was a a great measure of respect for her and how she handled that situation among her peers. I'll have more on that on FightfulSelect.com this week. Make sure you guys subscribe. I do my Q&A show every week. we got exclusive news there all the time. Alex Palowski Sour Graps reviews. I do an NXT and AEW review there every week. We've got like a half dozen shows every week. So make sure you guys check it out. Jimmy Aguilar says, Since Vince apparently doesn't think COVID is a serious thing, not if, but when he gets it and the worst happens, who takes over WWE? Don't, don't fucking say that. No offense. Thank you for the money. Don't fucking say that. Don't sit there and imply that somebody's going to die of of COVID-19 on here, whether or not they're taking it seriously. I don't even want to think about that. I don't even want to want to consider that. I'm not answering that question. If you want to submit another question, you can. You don't have to like how he runs the business, but don't imply that somebody's going to die on our show. Don't do that shit ever again. Uh, D'Lo Diggs says, enjoying this show with two of Denise's favorite things. A, gl- a glass of great Kool-Aid and an orange. <laughs> wow, that's 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 a dirty one, I gotta say. <laughs> Damn. Azo Smith says, the return of the stamp was 10 million chef kisses. Do you remember the stamp? I, 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 I did briefly. It was kind of like that uh, click back where I saw it and I was like, oh, oh my God, the stamp. Yeah. So I did have that like uh, reverting type of moment. I thought that was awesome. She used to sign her autographs with a stamp, and some people got real pissy about it. Because, you know, they want... They want... Authentic, yeah. Yeah, they want a real autograph there. Um, It's just... I I like it. I like it. It's a good touch. It worked for this 100% because, you know, she's being like this very sassy, you know, bougie type of character right now. So just putting in that stamp was just like, dude, I'm not even going to waste my time holding up a pen. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, Throwback27 says, as someone who works on cars, I'm shocked not a lot of people know what to do with the cars they have. If you all need help, DM me. Denise isn't Fightful's heel. She's the real deal. No, Denise is a heel. She's such a heel. (laughs) I had no idea I would come on and become the most controversial employee here. <laughs> so uh, up next, we ha- oh, also Anakin JMT says, The Extreme Rules Horror Show sounds so stupid, especially when it gets repeated five times in one segment. I hate this tagline. I hate this tagline. I wouldn't mind it in October when it's Halloween or something. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense here. Backstage... Big Show interrupts Andrade, Angel Garza, and Zelina and says he's pulling rank and he's got something to say. But all three of them make their way out after Big Show calls out Randy Orton. He is not on the show, he being Randy Orton. And everybody gets sassy. Zelina says they're going to do Orton a favor. Ric Flair makes his way out. He says Big Show's busy making cartoons on Netflix and it's a good gig to have. Everybody in Hollywood wants this gig, Denise. But Flair uh, says Orton will mess up show and then sends Andrade and Garza on him. But the Viking Raiders stop it. How'd you feel about this promo? Okay, so first of all, I loved when Ric Flair said that he was off making cartoons on Netflix. I couldn't couldn't stop laughing after that. Um, I did think that with... uh, I, I you know, throughout the entire night, the one thing that I kept thinking about was that in the beginning, when they first started teasing the whole Andrade Angel Garza situation with them, sort of you know already having heat off right off right off the bat, I was kind of irritated because you know they really just started as a stable, they really just started doing things, they haven't even had their peak moments, and already there was controversy. But now uh, today, show I kind of just can't wait to sort of see that tipping point where they 
sort of break off and we start seeing them against each other because I think it's going to be really good, especially sort of seeing how they are in terms of their characters. I feel it's going to work out like really awesomely. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see where this goes. Big Show is clearly back to lose to Orton and eat a punt, and I am completely fine with that too. Uh, Ric Flair should not have been here. He should not have been here. This is stupid. It feels like they did a lot during this segment. It was like, this person's out. Okay, this person's out. And now throw in Ric Flair. And I was like, okay, wow, this is what we're doing here. Then then that's what it is. But it did sort of feel like, I don't know, a bowl of soup. And we're putting in all the ingredients for this one. Well, I don't want him to get sick, ultimately. That's, that's what it comes down to. But Angel Garza and Andrade defeat the Viking Raiders. And this match was real good. Eric almost accidentally rips Garza's pants off, which accidentally. It was supposed to happen, but the spot didn't work. Andrade gets up and leaves, and Zelina brings him back. Uh, This was an exceptional tag match. Garza counters Ivar's weird handspring, and things break down. Garza runs Eric into the post. I'm not sure if that's illegal, because it happens like... It's happened, it happened like six times tonight. I don't know why they implied that was illegal or something. But Garza wins with a, a wing clipper on Eric, who's really big. That was a really cool spot, but Garza and Andrade end up winning. I was all for this. I, I'm glad to see them get a win, even though they lost later. But how'd you feel about this tag match? I thought the match was okay. I wouldn't go, I wasn't like crazy about it. I didn't think it was any, to be honest, I didn't think it was anything special. I thought Mm -hmm. it was just there. Um, I thought it was very different from what we've been seeing a lot of Viking Raiders, you know, do in recent weeks in terms of their matches, not the vignettes, uh, but in terms of their matches. But I did like everything that happened post in terms of, like I mentioned earlier, we're finally starting to really see uh, Andrade and Angel Garza really actually kind of take this to, like, another level. Well, after the match, Ric Flair asks them to come with him later. And we can go ahead and get into that because we're getting Andrade and Garza losing to Big Show. And I am not cool with that. Evan Wright says, Thank you, Bruce Pritchard, for Big Show. Bobby Lashley and MVP wins on Monday Night Raw in 2020. Still waiting for Bianca Belair. Hashtag Yoshi-Hashi. It, it, the Lashley win, I'm okay with. MVP and Big Show, I'm like, ah, over these guys, not so much. If they wanted Big Show to beat some absolute scrub, I'd be cool with that. But Garza looked like a million bucks in this match. Like, Big Show was selling his ass off for him. And then Garza tagged out, or Andrade tagged himself in, and Garza left him hanging. Big Show punches him for the win. I didn't need Big Show winning this match, but at least it wasn't like he straight up beat both of them. It's because Garza left him hanging. How'd you feel about this one? So, you know, it's funny because I actually had more of an issue with MVP pinning Apollo. I did too. I didn't feel that way for this match, but I did feel that for that match. Uh, but in terms of this match, I, you know what? I didn't mind it because it played the, the point, the point of this was to focus on that controversy with Andrade and Angel Garza. So focus on their controversy and have Big Show coming in. And we've been seeing them in and out each and every single week. So I actually liked how all of this played out. You know, we saw the cat and mouse game with who's going to try to tear the, get the big man down. Uh, Uh, So I thought they played it off perfectly in terms of they were sort of afraid, but they were also willing to get in there with the big show. And obviously, you know, it's the big show and he, you know, size alone is going to freak two guys out or whatever. But so (laughs) I actually like this, but I did feel that. And I'll say it later. I did not like uh, Apollo losing to MVP, though. Oh, yeah, we will. We will be talking about that. Uh, The line drive says, is Garza getting a big push in the near future? It can't be a coincidence that Angel Garza got to look strong against both Eric and Big Show. Yeah, that's the thing. Garza came out of this smelling like roses. He got the win earlier in the night. He walked out on Andrade and didn't eat the pin. And not only that, like I said, Big Show sold his ass off for Angel Garza. When Angel Garza's working on the leg of Big Show, that had me sitting there saying, I would really like to see a Big Show Angel Garza match and Angel Garza go over because it's very clearly he is liked there and he should be because he's amazing. Uh, what do you think? Do you think there's there's he, big things in his future? Yes, I think he's going to be that. It, it's 
even before he was in WWE. I, I remember like seeing him wrestle on PCW Ultra, seeing him at Ara Lucha. And so I got to experience like firsthand uh, in-ring talent and charisma and all of that stuff. So even prior to that, I always saw that in him. And so seeing now what they're doing with him in WWE makes me happy that they saw that and that they're doing something with it. Because, you know, obviously we've seen so many guys that they get there, they get, you know, on the big stage with WWE and maybe they don't get that push or that that you know they don't get the run that the fans think that they deserve or that the fans think that think that that wrestler is capable of and so I think that we're going the right direction with Angel Garza and I I just think that they could do so much with him and here's the thing too is that I know they've been looking for the next Latino star you know everybody wants that you know obviously he's not going to be the next Rey Mysterio but you know in a different type of sense uh I know everybody's comparing him to Eddie Guerrero if you want to keep that comparison, okay, fine. But the yeah. point is that we need somebody to have that moment, somebody else. It ain't Humberto. It just ain't <laughs> yeah, Humberto. That ship sailed. That ship sailed. Yeah. Can Humberto be a very serviceable member of that roster? I'm sure he can. It ain't him. Rob Wilkins says, I'm ready for baseball. Are you guys? I, I'm excited for baseball, especially an abbreviated season. My Reds might win, but Rob Wilkins says, Denise, what's your favorite team? Are you a Dodger girl? Okay, so you should know that I grew up, you know, here in Los Angeles. So I grew up going to all the Dodgers games, all of that stuff. Now, you got to know, though, that I'm a casual baseball fan. I mainly go to eat. But when I met my fiancé, he was a big Oakland Athletics fan. And so I started going to their their games. So I ended up rooting for them. And so I root for them when I'm watching their games. But then when I go Dodgers games, obviously I root for the Dodgers. So... So I don't know if you know this because I, I love baseball. If not wrestling, there's a good chance I'd be covering baseball in some, some degree. I love baseball almost more than anything. Back before they had the, the Central Division, the Reds were in the West, and they were like heated rivals with the Dodgers. But then in like 94, they switched up to the divisions. That kind of ended. But the Reds' last World Series win was over the Oakland Athletics. I'm just saying. Oh, wow. They, they swept the Oakland A's in 1990. It's amazing. <laughs> Throwback27 says, with Rob wishing for my Red Sox so I can have a Sam Adams beer and be wicked <laughs> with a summer of wrestling and baseball. Throwback, I hope, by the way, guys, check out his show on Tuesdays. I hope by next summer that there, that crowds can be back so I can come visit you and take in a game there. But Denise, normally, years ago, I would have been like, oh, well, you can't have two favorite teams, but I'm sitting here wearing a Toronto Blue Jays jersey. The last three (laughs) years, I've been to a Blue Jays game. When I was little, I grew up as a Blue Jays fan because, or I didn't grow up as a Blue Jays fan. I was also a Blue Jays fan because they were like the hot team back then, 92 and 93. They had the stadium with the retractable roof. I thought it was so cool. Um, and then I played for a little league Blue Jays team, and now I work for a company based out of Toronto, and I go up there once a year. It's kind of cool. Hannah Moore says, Sean loves the Cardinals. Um, eat shit, Hannah. Uh, the line drive says, Denise, this Astros fan says, bang, bang. I don't know what that means. Oh, oh, no, Astros. Bang, bang on the trash cans, probably. Stealing signs. Throwback 27 says, since Denise hates oranges, does she like sweet sauce in pizza? Some places use cinnamon and orange soda in their pizza sauce. It's common here. What? Sweet sauce on pizza? The only sauce I know on pizza is marinara, and we got to keep it like that. Although, I do have a question, and you can answer me this. Do you dip your pizza in ranch, yes or no? I don't eat ranch at all. What's Ooh. wrong with ranch? I Ooh. love to dip my pizza in ranch. Like, you, dip it in there. Do you know how many slobs, how many plebs out here live on a diet of ranch dressing and Mountain Dew? Oh, Mountain oh. Dew great. What's wrong with Mountain Dew and ranch? And, and ranch is the Mountain Dew of condiments. It really is. It's filthy. It's disgusting. Oh. <laughs> I'm a little offended by this. Uh, and no, I hey, you know what? I'm not all marinara. Sometimes I like some barbecue sauce. I'll, I'll Like when I order from Domino's, I'll get barbecue sauce, and then I'll get chicken and bacon on my pizza. 
Yeah, for me, it depends which restaurant I go to, what I order, what condiment I'm going to get. Yeah. Oh, so up next is R-Truth defeating Akira Tozawa to win the 24-7 championship. R-Truth rolled him up. This ninja gimmick is so goddamn stupid. Uh, Matthew Garrett says, Ninja storyline is racist and uncomfortable, right? It's really stupid and stereotypical. I don't know if it's racist, but it sure, certainly is stereotypical and stupid. And Anakin says, Anyone remember when Tozawa was having great matches in the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament? Feels like last year at this point. It feels like a long time since they've done anything reasonable with, with that guy. This was dumb. You know what they need to do? This is what I was thinking about, which is if you're going to keep with the ninja thing, I don't like when I look at the ninja's eyes or the person, obviously, and it takes me away from the mystery of the ninja. I almost feel like they have huh. to have like some sort of mask or a face paint or something because I just I don't the eyes distract me. I feel like if they're gonna they need to be a little bit more mysterious. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure what the rules of the ninjas are, but for me, just watching it, I need a little bit more mystery there. Oh, this sucked. Our truth wins the title. There we go. That's that. Anakin, it was a really basic finish, I would say. Very basic. Anakin says, Denise, barbecue sauce is acceptable on pizza if it's barbecue chicken or Hawaiian. Do you ever try? I hate asking people, oh, do you like pineapple on your pizza? I tried it one time. I didn't hate it. How about you? I would never try it. Not in a million years. Hawaiian, no. Pineapple, no. But I do like barbecue chicken pizza. What you call You called it pineapple? Did I say pineapple? Oops, sorry. Pineapple. pineapple. I was hoping that you you say it like that all the time. I was very no, excited. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Bullying Denise is like the theme of our show. It gets our super chats up. There are certain words that I cannot say, and I purposely steer away from them because I know which words I cannot say. I just tried to say um, the name of that movie with Angelina Jolie, the, the the Disney movie. My wife was watching it downstairs. Maleficent. There you go. I kept calling it Maleficent. <laughs> but it's Maleficent? Malif- Maleficent. 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 Okay, I struggled. She had to coach me through it. She thought I was just trolling, but I wasn't. I really didn't know how to say it. Matthew Garrett says, I once ribbed a friend by putting hot sauce on his pizza, and he rubbed his eyes afterwards. <gasps> what kind of hot sauce? Because oh. I can do hot sauce. Like I can go really I hot. I can't. Man. You can't do hot sauce? Oof, My I stomach can can't handle the spicy stuff. It just can't. So, uh, Terry Allen Jr. says, Austin and Murphy eventually need to speak, developing their characters, rather than Seth each week. Without this, the group is one-dimensional. Well, it's going to be a little less dimensional for a couple of weeks at least. Austin Theory's got some time off for the time being. Uh, But Rollins tells Buddy Murphy that his message tonight is the most important. There is no Austin Theory. Ray and Dominic are not there live. But they do appear on the screen after Rollins apologizes for what he's going to do and asks for forgiveness. Dom and Ray cut their promo. Dom says he'll forgive Ray for what he has to do to Seth, but rattles some stuff off about family we've heard a hundred times. These promos are getting old to me, Denise. Yeah, I have a lot of questions, too, about Seth Rollins. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I'll, I'll say them right out. Yeah. Uh, well, here we go. Alistair Black and Murphy, or uh, Humberto, interrupt Rollins and Murphy. They have nerfed Alistair so much. A couple weeks ago, I was calling for Alistair Black to challenge Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam. But to me, it's like they got him dorking out with Humberto right now. No offense to Humberto. He's a really good wrestler. 
But guy who hasn't been pinned in a year, we don't need this. I feel bad for Alistair Black right now. Uh, we have seen Alistair and Murphy wrestle each other 800 times. I don't need to see it again. I liked the elevated knee strike from Rollins and Murphy, but Carrillo gets stomped and beaten. Your thoughts of the match, and then afterwards, uh, Rollins tried to take out Humberto, but Alistair made the save. All right, so I okay, so I wasn't expecting to say this because I obviously do agree with you. I'd rather see Alistair Black you know, with Drew McIntyre or doing anything else but this. But I will say that today, even if it was just for a split second, I did like the combination of Alistair, Back, Alistair Black and Umberto. I don't know what it was, but to, I think it was more in the sense of it made Umberto look look cooler. It necessarily really didn't do much for Alistair, but for Umberto, it did kind of give him um, that, like, I'm hanging with the cool guys sort of thing. And you know, if you're hanging out with the cool guys, that some of that is sort of going to rub off on you. I thought the match itself, though, did start off pretty slow, um, but Umberto did look impressive. He was very well paced throughout the entire match, so I did like that. Um, I did feel, though, that the last several minutes that it was super obvious that Umberto was going to get the pin, so I kind of was yeah, 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 uh, exactly. So I kind of felt that that uh, distracted me from that a little bit, where it was more of, all right, well, if he's just going to get pinned, let's just go ahead and pin him now instead of keeping this going a little bit longer because they did end up going a little bit after after that. Um, and that's pretty much that. I do like, though, um, I did like when Seth Rollins put Rey Mysterio's mask on Umberto because I did like the, sim- the symbolism yes. behind all of that. I love that part of it. Uh, Evan Wright says, <laughs> Alistair joined Rhea in my fridge. Cold af. Uh, by the way, guys, I'm saving the pizza-related Super Chats towards the end of the show because we got several. We will talk pizza at the end of this show. Matthew Garrett says, just watch Seth's 365, Doc. He needs to be the guy. Can't believe WWE dropped the ball so hard. I still believe he's the future. They tried to make him the guy. I don't think he is the guy, at least right now. He came out there doing that. Hey guys, we're doing this all together. It wasn't, that's not him. It didn't work. It just fell straight through the cracks. And I remember how happy we were when he started switching gears and started doing something different and essentially turned on the audience because for weeks it was just the coming out and doing this and all of that. And it just wasn't working at all. The rah-rah stuff just does not work. Yeah, exactly. It was just, it was like maybe trying a little bit too hard. Wasn't coming naturally. That's what I'm trying to say. The Line Drive says, in response to the Lana segment, I feel the need to paraphrase Mean Girls to WWE. Stop trying to make Natalia a thing. She'll never be a thing. I disagree with that. I think Natalia is a very serviceable, versatile performer. They never tried to make her the thing or a thing. She's fit wherever they've needed her. But Iconics trolled Ruby Riot about not having friends because she approached Liv Morgan, who was not on the show tonight. And Ruby challenges one of them to the mat to a match and steals their catchphrase. I like the interaction backstage between these two. I thought it looked I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, this was the most we've seen from Ruby Riot in terms of even just in terms of wrestling, in terms of speaking. Um, but I actually like this. Again, I do get the whole Mean Girls reference. That's exactly where my brain too with this. And it works off great because Ruby Riot did the, you know, the cool uh, outcast chick thing very well. And the Iconics, we already know that they can pull off the Mean Girls thing. Yeah, that's that's kind of their bag. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Get your question or statement read on the air. But leave a thumbs up. Make sure you guys subscribe to FightfulSelect.com as well as our YouTube channel. Lots of goodies on Fightful Select. Uh, Quite frankly, we are the top newsbreakers in wrestling at this point. We are posting things all the time over there. Uh, We have a ton on Tessa Blanchard's contract, which is worth a read. So Lana approached Ruby Riot to talk up Natalia. I thought this was an okay way to keep Lana on TV. I'm okay with that. And I don't mind seeing Ruby Riot as a babyface. Because whatever they've done since their return isn't good. Uh, I liked this short match with Peyton Royce. The only thing I didn't like, I hate the standing STO. I don't like it when Alexa does it. I don't like it when Ruby does it. To me, like just go on down with them. Take the bump. Because it, it just it doesn't look great. And both of those performers are too good for that move. Ruby falls for another distraction. And apparently because she's a babyface, she... 
she's fallen for it. Uh, but I love the spinning brain buster from Peyton Royce. Damn, that looked good. I'm okay that with her. really awesome. I'm okay with her winning, but Ruby's 0 and 11 since she came back. Yeah, there's like no reason at all for the crowd or the the crowd at home to get behind Ruby Riot right now. And it sucks because it's just consistently like, I mean, I wouldn't have minded if she just lost tonight or whatever. But if we were seeing some more of her on prior weeks, prior episodes, then maybe it wouldn't be as bad. But it kind of just feels like she's just there to be the person to get pinned whenever they don't have somebody else. So uh, I don't know what this means for Ruby Riot going forward from here. Uh, Matthew Garrett says Vince is still is Vince still trying to have fans soon. I want to go. Um, I will have a report on that on Fightful Select right after the show, actually. But some plans have changed in that regard. With Ruby Riot, I think eventually she'll just team up with Liv whenever Liv is back, and they'll they'll get some tag wins, and they should. I, I want to see them do well as a team, but it just they have fumbled those three girls, including Sarah Logan. They fumbled Sarah Logan so bad that she quit wrestling. That's sad. That's sad. Oh, man. Here we go. MVP defeated Apollo Crews. Oh, God. So, Truth is running from ninjas. He runs into Cedric, Apollo, and Ricochet backstage. Bobby says that Apollo disrespecting MVP is disrespecting him. An MVP says Apollo didn't want him as his manager, but he doesn't want him as an enemy. This match was okay, but Cruz hit a great Tope Conhilo on Lashley as he was helping MVP. But Lashley distracts Cruz because that's how you got to do it. That's how you got to do it. And MVP wins with a fisherman suplex and a player's boot. The U.S. champ just got beat by a guy who hasn't won all year. I hate it, Denise. I I hated it too. I just didn't think there was any reason at all for him to pin Apollo Crews. So prior to this, I was going to say, oh, I love what they've been doing with Apollo. Um, They've been making a good showcase of him. We've been seeing him consistently, blah, blah, blah. I was going to say all of that good stuff. But then all of that was washed away when he lost tonight. I just kind of felt like, uh, you know, MVP right now, yeah, he's been wrestling, but we, I see him more as a manager than a wrestler. That's just how I see him. And so for him to just go and pin Apollo Crews, it kind of just took a lot, a lot of hype away from him. And I thought this match did very different things for everybody. So Apollo Crews, uh, it just, it didn't make him look good at all. MVP, I was just kind of a little irritated, but I will say this. Overall, Bobby Lashley is looking like a killing machine. So I think he was the only winner in this entire segment. You're right. Uh, So let's go ahead and talk about that. He has a full Nelson on Apollo. Ricochet and Cedric make the save. This goes into a a Ricochet match, and it kicked ass. Dana Greer says, send Lashley to SmackDown. He looked fantastic tonight. No, I think Raw needs him. I think Raw needs him. Eloquent says, Cruz's promo was kind of rough. Yeah, and that's why I'm sitting there thinking, he needs MVP. His promos are not good. But this match with Ricochet and Lashley was good. Damn, Lashley was throwing Ricochet all over the place. Ricochet hasn't been on Raw in forever, so he's bumping his ass off. There were some spots that I really loved. Ricochet kicked out of the Yokosuka Cutter, which is the uh, the basically a sideways dominator. And Lashley does like basically an F5 by slamming ricochet into the ring post and when ricochet hits the ring post his body swings around lashley should have just taken the count out win here but i'm glad he didn't because this match was real good ricochet hit a lion salt a bunch of kicks and lashley caught him with a big spine buster bomb and a full nelson i don't like the full nelson i wish he'd use the cobra clutch or something like that if you all have ever seen ecw one night stand 06 and you see the big show come in and do the Cobra Clutch on Tony Mamaluke. And he slings him around. And he slams him on his knee. And then he just spins him out. I think Bobby Lashley could do that to a lot of people. And it'd look a lot better than the full Nelson. But that being said, I thought this ruled so much for what it was. I want to see them, Ricochet and Cedric, on Raw more too. But how'd you feel about this? 
So first of all, I love the fact that Ricochet and Cedric Alexander came out because yes. and tried to help Apollo because it made it look, uh, it just made the full Nelson look that much more devastating. That the fact that they had to bring two guys to come out and try to help Apollo Crews. Uh, but all this did for me in terms of Apollo, it did help garner some sympathy out of me for him. But I don't know if that's necessarily what you want, but that's just the natural reaction that I had watching this and um the match itself i'm glad we got to see ricochet versus bobby lashley and the fact that it wasn't just a quick match i liked that you know they actually gave him some offense but overall i mean there was a point at the end where bobby lashley was just like full on like roaring and he just looked impressive as hell so I liked the match. I thought it was perfect in terms of what they were trying to do. Make Bobby Lashley look powerful. And that's what happened. That's what they made it look like. Yeah, and also I like that Cedric and Ricochet came out to help. Because I get so sick of, okay, these baby faces are supposed to be such great guys. Why doesn't anybody want to help them? But when the heels, the, the assholes attack, oh, they've got plenty of help. It just doesn't make sense. So I'm, I'm all for that. And I loved this match. Loved this match. Don R says, so if Austin Theory is looking at time off, he's not fired? I don't know what he is. I just know he's looking at a little time off. So we're already at the main event here. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Azo Smith says, I love in the opening segment that Banks and Asuka only want to fight each other. We need more women's feuds where there's no lips, just fists. I agree. There's a lot of storylines that have been done to death with men. But if you do them with women, they seem a lot more fresh. You can go after that and do that. I mean, look at look at Dakota and Raquel. That story has been done a million times with Sean and Diesel, Diesel or Sid and Sean Michaels, every Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, even Tyson Kidd had Jackson Andrews for a hot minute. You've seen that a million times with women. It seems a lot more fresh, and there's there's an infinite number of stuff you can dip into there. Uh, Aconte Hunter says, is Banks about to go 0-2 against EO and Asuka? I'm not against it, but damn, the push just started in my replica belt collection <laughs> with the NXT <laughs> championship. I, I don't know, maybe, but Sasha Banks is going to get over doing other stuff. I'm not worried about Sasha Banks' push right now, even if she loses to both of them, Denise. Nah, man, she's hot right now. Like, this is her moment to, uh, you know, we all, you know, we saw that, mo we saw during the part of her career a few years ago that sort of went downhill. She wasn't the focus anymore. But now she's, like, had this rebirth where it's like, man, like, I look forward to seeing Sasha every week, Sasha and Bailey every week. And there was even that point where I thought that, oh, okay, the Bailey-Sasha thing has sort of been played out. They've dragged this for way too long. I'm no longer going to be interested. But that's not the case. They've managed to regain my interest so Sasha Banks mentions the hacker backstage talking to Dolph Ziggler when he wants to be a player coach we haven't heard about the hacker in like a month so the fact that that made TV makes me hopeful that the hacker is still around um, my problem is though nothing can just happen in WWE they can't just wait till the pay-per-view and have these two have a match and that drives me nuts. Now, we've seen Ziggler and McIntyre a billion times. We've seen Asuka and Sasha before. But it's been so long that I'm excited to see it again. And they just can't leave anything, Denise. It's frustrating to me. That was the one thing that I wrote down on my notes was it took the excitement away from yeah. Sasha and Asuka. Yep. For them in particular. I'm only talking about them right now. It took the excitement away from them because like you said, has time has gone by. I was looking forward to that, you know, that moment where they hit it off in the ring at the pay-per-view. And so I didn't like the idea of having this mixed tag match. I loved Bailey on commentary. She is, like, cheering on Ziggler, saying, that's my partner's partner. She laughs at the distraction that Asuka falls for. Um, I, I also liked Drew kicking out before a one off the fame-asser. The, the fame-asser is what it used to be called. Uh, but I, I thought that was really good. Sasha does a great Meteora and her corner stomp. And my favorite part of the match was her getting in Drew's face and being fearless over that. That was cool. I think I saw somebody say it's like Chihuahua energy. Like, she's so little and she doesn't care. I thought that was really good. 
Asuka head kicks Sasha and she kicks out. Drew gets taken out. Sasha ends up doing the bank statement. A series of pin attempts. Asuka lock is applied, but Banks turns it into a pin. She's so good, she even gets Dolph Ziggler to win main events. That is not easy. I, I really dug this. How'd you feel about it? It was a solid, high-paced energy match. So that's what I liked about this, too, where it was just nonstop. Okay, Asuka, uh, Asuka and Sasha are in there doing their thing. Okay, next thing you know, we have Dolph and, and Drew. So I like that back and forth, but I will say that I, I, I just wanted to see Asuka. And, uh, sorry, I'm already confusing. Um, Asuka, I just wanted to see Asuka and Sasha just, like, go at it because they had, like, this really, really good streak in the match where it was like, okay, this is hot. And then it kind of made me feel bad again that it, we were seeing it already instead of at the pay-per-view. So I kind of had mixed emotions where I was like, oh, yeah, like, this is good. But then, oh, wait, I want to save it. So that was Monday Night Raw. I thought this was a good finish to the show. I enjoyed the match, but I agree with you completely. Uh, get your super chats in as we wrap up, guys. But Evan Wright says, Is it too much to book a champion well, build up challengers, and keep them away from the champion until the pay-per-view? These tag matches kill interest. I completely agree. I completely agree. It takes away the excitement, and they... They go right to, okay, time time for the challenger. Now let's build them up. No, you build them up, then they become the challenger. They're supposed to earn a title shot. Drives me nuts, Denise. Yeah, and I'm also curious about what's going on with Asuka, too, because I still don't feel like she's had her. Yeah, she had, like, one good moment since becoming champion, but I still feel like we need a lot more to sort of keep elevating her as a champion. It kind of still just feels like she just has the belt, and I want to see I want to see more with Asuka. Matthew Garrett says, WWE brings in Aldis, book McIntyre versus Aldis. Uh, Aldis has a contract with NWA. He ain't leaving there. In fact, he's angling for a bigger spot, from what I understand. Uh, Leonza Duncan, who uh, actually had a super chat earlier, says two man or two woman power trip. Please, they are killing it right now. Please do the two two woman power trip before Sasha and Bailey feud. Asuka can get it back, but they are the best in WWE right now, and it adds to the feud. How do you feel about that? Do you think that Sasha should win the Raw Women's Title at this point? Uh, I think it would. I feel that it would be a disservice to Asuka, like I said, because she essentially, you can say, got handed the title because Becky Lynch yeah. left. And she hasn't yet had that moment to solidify her reign or really even just he head start that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want her to necessarily lose that. Because I feel that you can do something with multiple women at the same time differently, but at the same time, instead of just having the focus um, be on just one woman, like they could do it with multiple so that eventually, you know, it could just keep growing. So we have some super chats, non wrestling related, uh, but we're going to get to these, uh, get to these other ones first. Matthew Garrett says, so Rowan can get a back tattoo but doesn't wrestle. If you don't see the difference in that, I don't know what you're doing here. He's around dozens of people when he goes and wrestles. He's he's not when he gets a tattoo. <laughs> and Ultra Real says, do you think crowds will be back by the Rumble? Just thinking of a Rumble with no crowd doesn't sound fun. Yeah, I do think the crowds will be back by the Rumble. January, end of January, I do think so. I don't think it'll be exactly how it was though i don't think we're doing a stadium for rumble i just really hope that we see audiences i mean if anything i i we just need something some sort of hope before the end of this year to give us hope for the next year yeah matthew garrett says drew is a star keep the title until crowds pop uh yeah i i like drew as champion he is the biggest star on that show right now outside of sasha and bailey but yeah i'm all for it we got a super chat pizza party here. Nick Wolf wants you to say moist. Moist? Yep, there you go. Matthew Garrett <laughs> says ranch on pizzas. The hills have eyes. Same thing. Yeah, that's demented to me. What? Ranch on pizza is demented? It's you demented. need to try it and your life will change. No. Trust me. Yeah, for I the worst, I'll be people. scarred emotionally. No, I'm telling you, I used to look at people do that and I would be like, ew, that's disgusting. And then one day I was like, oh, screw it, I'm going to try it. And I loved it. Jeff Williamson says, 
Hawaiian pizza is overrated, but pepperoni and pineapple pizza is pretty damn good. The saltiness of pepperoni stands up to the pineapple better. So my corner store, I think they tried it. It was a couple of years ago when everybody was like, oh my God, pineapple on pizza. What? They made one and they were like, hey, we don't like this. You can have this for free if you want. And I was like, yeah, I'll try it. And I thought it was all right. I wouldn't go and order it, but it was all right. Throwback27 says, do you guys like local pizza shops or corporation? It's, I it, like anything. Yeah, me too. Like here, here's here's my thing. My wife likes usually like cheese pizza, but she discovered spinach and feta lately. But here's my thing: if it's Pizza Hut, I'm getting pepperoni lovers. If it's Giovanni's, which is a small chain, it's pepperoni and bacon. If it's the corner store up here, which is basically your frozen pizza with the ingredients, pepperoni and sausage. If I get a frozen pizza, that is supreme. Trying to think of where else. Domino's, barbecue chicken, double bacon. Uh, I don't even eat Little Caesars. Little Caesars, Little Caesars is absolute <laughs> dog shit garbage, trash. I will not eat that ever again. I love the Blaze. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Blaze Pizza, but it's the the brick the brick cooked pizza. Goodfellas here is very good as well. I get a good pepperoni there. What's your go to, Denise? All right, so you should know this about me. I can eat pizza like every single day, okay? I My favorite thing to do is try it in different places. So I'm always going to like different restaurants to try, you know, different slices. And I, I'm that person that tries like new flavors unless it's like pineapple or Hawaiian. I don't <laughs> do that. But I do love to try. But my favorite, favorite is here in California, it's Z Pizza. And in New York, it's a place called La Familia. Okay. Um, it's an Italian place. So those are my two places in California and New York. My favorite pizza. Uh, I pretty much, if I go to New York, I'll defer to our friend Demon Diva, who is a mod here and has great live streams. But I've already learned so much about New York from her. So I, if like whatever pizza she's like, hey, eat it. I'd probably go. I have one more. In Italy, you have to try the pizza with French fries as the topping. Oh. Holy dang. It is amazing. It's Filling, but amazing. My grandmother also makes like a pizza, basically out of a pizza kit in a box. And it's basically like a lasagna. It's got like burger and a bunch of stuff on it. It's so good. Wild Boy didn't send a super chat, but he says, don't you dare respect Little Caesars. I'm offended that a, a cook, a chef as good as Wild Boy is defending Little Caesars. That is like a stock car racer. Wild Boy defending... Little Caesars is like a NASCAR champion saying, oh, don't trash a Ford Escort, a 1992 Ford Escort wagon. Don't do that. Come on, wild boy. But here's the thing about Little Caesars that I won't eat it. I mean, I don't like it, but I will eat it if someone brings it over. I'll be like, screw it. I want a slice. I'll eat it. And you know what I'll do? I'll buy it for all my friends because I'm cheap. There you go. Matthew Garrett says, meat lovers only. I'll, I'll indulge in that sometimes, for sure. Um, Patel Ron, or <laughs> I always mess up his name. Patel Ron 6 says, I don't eat out anymore. I use the money that I would have spent to support Fightful. Now, see, I appreciate that. I appreciate you just, I don't know. Not eating for a while. And you're making the viewers starve, Sean? That is like, so not cool. That's this, not what Fightful's about. This does make me feel guilty. It does make me feel guilty, Denise. But here's the thing. I got everybody's back. Because if you're hungry in the middle of the night, you want a good snack, you want a healthy snack, you can check out our friends at magicspoon.com. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but I had to give it up because, quite frankly, I eat too much pizza now, as it is. <laughs> I was—I told you guys I was training to get back in shape for a match. I wanted to cut down on carbs and sugar and unhealthy food, and I realized there was a lot of stuff that I couldn't eat like I used to. And I wanted to keep cereal as a part of my breakfast routine, even my snack routine. And MagicSpoon.com does that. This stuff fills me up. One serving fills me up, whereas regular cereal, I'm filling up bowl after bowl after bowl. But Magic Spoon has 12 grams of protein, zero sugar, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. 
And their variety pack, which I love, I, I buy it myself, has cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. I love this stuff. Tastes amazing. It's too good to be true. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carbon, GMO-free. And head over to magicspoon.com slash Fightful to grab a variety pack and try it today. Use that code Fightful at checkout and get free shipping. They are so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, they'll refund your money. They won't hassle you about why. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful for free shipping. My God, I am uh, all aboard the Magic Spoon train. Guys, do do me a favor. Hit them up at Twitter. Uh, I think it's at or Eat Magic Spoon. And just let them know you heard about them from us. Even if you haven't ordered it yet, say, Fightful, they sent us to you. They educated us about breakfast food. They educated us uh, about this. And we've still got some super chats to go. Matthew Garrett says, I call Little Caesars Little Sleaze. Yep. Little Sleezers, man. Little Caesars Italian bread are amazing, though. Says Anakin. Man, come on, come on. Ah, I remember them being good. Wow. Myron Kid says, "What do you think about Mellow Mushroom?" I like Mellow Mushroom. Have you ever had that? What is Mellow Mushroom? It is a pizza place. I haven't had it. Maybe it's never local heard of here. it. Actually, maybe yeah, it's, I don't know. it's local to here. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, "Denise, thoughts on Shakey's Pizza?" I love Shakey's and Mojo's. Are you kidding me? I love it. Matthew Garrett says cauliflower crust pizza for the win. Keto. Ah, I don't know about that. Really? Yes, it's good. It's good. I just had it like two days ago. Cauliflower pizza. Amazing. I eat cauliflowered rice a lot in, in replacement of regular rice when I'm cutting carbs and stuff. But damn. Matthew Garrett says, who do you think will take the title from Braun? He's not even defending it. Why have him have it? Styles versus Brian could have been for that title. Uh, because WWE books this title like absolute dog shit, Denise. They can't book top champions very well. Yeah, it hasn't been looking too good in terms of there really hasn't been any even credible opponents for him, to be honest. Yeah. Like, that's why I was like, okay, well, maybe Sheamus or somebody. But it just kind of feels like there wasn't really anybody there for him. Throwback27 says the base for the pizza sauce is tomato base, so putting cinnamon and orange soda helps make it sweet and is good, just like oranges. I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine I, it. Well, I don't think I'd try it. By the way, check out Throwback 27 show. He also says, a Blue Jays shirt? No, that's a Red Sox jersey that will be there soon. The show was good, and I wish they did more with Ruby and others. Only thing I hope doesn't happen is Sasha getting hurt with all the work she's doing. That is a concern with Sasha. She does get hurt quite a bit, and she is working a lot. Do you have that concern? No, I don't. I mean, I know that it's something that happens to, like, happens. It's common for her. Sure. But I just feel like, why worry about those things? Like, worry unless it actually happens. Yeah, and we hit 800 subscriptions, so uh, that was part of the deal, is that I would wear a Red Sox jersey, even though I loathe the Red Sox. Uh, but hopefully we don't dip down. It's the beginning of the the beginning of the month hits, and we get a lot of credit card expirations, so our our subscriptions usually dip down. So hey, keep us above it, guys. Anakin JMT says, "Okay, Denise, what's one word you know you say wrong?" Ah, oh, shoot, no. Be- okay, so <laughs> remember. Okay, this is really embarrassing. Okay, so like, remember when they were doing the Street Profits and Viking Raiders vignettes? Yeah. And they were doing a certain sport. I avoided saying the sport's name the entire podcast because I cannot say golf. Golf? Like it, golf. Like it takes a lot of focus for me to say go- golf. I confuse really? golf and golf. You know, like the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It's just, it's, a, it's very complicated. So I just know I won't ever work for the golf channel. We have a couple of super chats to wrap us up. Anakin says, any insight on what's going on with NXT UK? That ain't my beat. I, I don't have a lot of connections in NXT UK. Uh, I'll try to find out, but I think they're making an announcement this week anyway. Zach Connor says, Sean, I know you look into YouTube views. Did you see Matt Riddle's debut and Matt Riddle's match with AJ did over a million views? That is promising. That is very promising. So they, they brought him in with at least a little bit of buzz, so... There we go. But, Denise, 
you got plenty of buzz. I saw you interviewed my old friend Shane Helms. I did, and that interview was awesome. Uh, I think we we did like 50 minutes. It was just so yeah. good. It was just like top. There was just so much to talk about. Uh, check that out. I actually have four recent interviews that I uploaded on the YouTube channel just this week. Shane Helms, uh, Danny Limelight, Esther Lynn, Chris Van Vliet. Uh, so much good stuff out there. So go check it out. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And I'm working on getting more stuff out there. I'm hoping to publish like a lot of videos this coming month so please check it out youtube.com slash denise salcedo and then i'm working on some other stuff and if you guys want to find out all of that stuff twitter and instagram at underscore denise salcedo so make sure you guys check me out there as well i even looked into like why doesn't denise just have her handle as denise salcedo someone took it someone took it and they don't use it do they really not use it wow they don't use it that's that offensive. is just so mean. But who knows? You never know what can happen. We ended up getting Fightful from somebody who didn't use it for nine years. Oh, wow. There mm, you go. But I kind of like the underscore, though. Really? I, I, I'm used to it. I've had it for years now. True. My Instagram's at, and so is my TikTok. Everything's at oh, underscore wow. Denise Salcedo. So it just kind of works. Well, guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.